Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to a brand new episode of the Shellheads podcast. Uh, we are your hosts, Sergio and Jeff. Welcome back. Jeff, how's it going? It's going, Sergio. Uh, I, can I assume that you had a uh, enjoyable holiday? Sure. That That's an assumption one can make. <laughs> what happened now? Nothing. We're, this, isn't the, this is not the forum. No, not the venue for 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 that. I did get stuff for Christmas. If if that is if that's a thing. Um, yeah, you know, I just wonder what, you know, what dessert pissed you off this time? <laughs> it wasn't a dessert. <laughs> Was it fruitcake? It had to be fruitcake. I don't know if I've ever had fruitcake. Nobody likes fruitcake. It would, it's probably my favorite. It's It's probably one of those things that I'm like, no, it's great. Eat it. Now, if it's homemade, it's probably okay. But I'm talking about like the stuff that you find in like a Seven Eleven or whatever with those weird like things that jelly things they call fruit. That oh, stuff is it's like a like a loaf with like jelly stuff in it. It's been there like since probably 1989. <laughs> they made all of these things in 1989, and they've been trying to sell them ever since. <laughs> I mean, the shelf life is crazy, insane, like Twinkies. Uh, I, I, well, I know my wife makes a really good pumpkin spice cake. Ooh, hey. And, uh, it, it took her a few times to figure out exactly the best way to do it, but now she can throw that into a pan and cook it real quick. And then we have to cook a second one because the whole family eats it before we leave the house. Does it have like, does it consist, does it have like, like cream cheese icing or does it? I don't. I don't know what she. Do. I don't understand the icing, so I don't ask questions, Jeff. But it does have icing, and that's important. Yeah, it's, it's got like icing and like, uh, uh, what is it? Sugar covered pecans. Ooh, ooh, that sounds the, on on the icing or that. I don't know the technical word for this stuff. It's nice. Uh, but I know it has actual pumpkin and actual spice cake. I'm digging it. Yeah, I'm digging. Yeah. It. It's got some more points in my book. It's pretty, uh, pretty tasty. Nice. That is not tasty. <laughs> Do what? That is not tasty, the, the the constant humming. Oh, look, look. Homie's popular. Homie is popular. Homie's popular. No, that was my mom and my wife texting me. It's <laughs> I'm not that popular. Um, so, Jeff, uh, how was your Christmas? It was pretty good. Um, you know, got family in town, family still in town because flights delayed to get out. Um, but that just means more time with family. And that's, uh, that's perfectly fine with me. Um, since they arrived two days later than they were supposed to. Um, so it's, it's been, it's been rather enjoyable. Uh, yeah. And, and man, that I was, I saw an article about the, the, uh, Southwest airlines, flight kerfuffle right now man it's a complete calamity it's like what 2900 yeah flight delayed yeah i uh and and like they're already projecting tomorrow it'll be like 2800 like it's really bad Ooh. like they're are they expecting more delays throughout the week i i i don't know i i I think they just have to stop selling plane tickets until they get people where they're supposed to go right that sounds like a good idea. Just, you yeah. know, bust everybody out that needs to be bust out. Uh, well, then and that was your airplane minute. Ha ha.
uh, brought to you by the Shellheads podcast. Uh, and Southwest. <laughs> brought to you by Southwest. If you're going west, make sure you go south. The official airline of finding another airline. <laughs> if anyone is listening to this while stuck in the airport, we are deeply sorry that you're having to deal with it. But have a have a listen and enjoy what we have to say instead. Just a little levity. Just just I hope they I hope your luggage, you know, makes it home too. Um, Jeff makes it home. Uh, this is our, this is kind of a, a weird like the, th- that weird week between Christmas and New Year's is always this weird sandwich week where nothing actually gets done except a podcast this week. Yeah, we're actually doing it. And and, and if and if it was anything other than a uh, a character spotlight, I don't think we would be doing anything this week. Yeah, but we'll get to that character spotlight once we go through the motions here. Uh, what's our first segment? It's time to see what's in our boxes. Okay. Ah, let's see. I have a few things. You go first while I wrangle my thing. Oh, okay. Okay. That I got. Well, uh, I guess I'll go through the things that I got for Christmas first. Okay. Uh, the thing about my family is they know I like Ninja Turtles, but they have no clue what I do and don't have. So a lot of them are very skittish on buying stuff because chances are I've got it already. Wait a minute. I have questions. Okay. You didn't make a handy spreadsheet already? Checklist? <laughs> like, don't buy this. I what? have spreadsheets. I guarantee you none of them can read them. <laughs> so so what is the so, so on this spreadsheet what does the NECA movie mean? What 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 about Playmates nineteen eighty seven? What does all this mean? Is that like, a nudie magazine? Yeah, like I don't I don't need What's a magazine, Dad. Like to understand the spreadsheet, you're gonna need three PowerPoint presentations. You yeah, know, no. I want to see you do that. That's that's <laughs> that's a Sergio minute mini movie. Yeah. Uh, but my mom and my brother somehow found two things that I don't own, own. So, so, uh, kudos to them. Uh, my mom found one thing that I'd been looking at for a while, but was not willing to pull the trigger on it because it was 20 bucks. Uh, and it's the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles tiny arcade. Tiny arcade. Yeah. It's, it's like a little miniature arcade cabinet that is no bigger than like four inches, five inches. Uh-huh. And it's supposed to work. I think the battery in this one might be dead. I don't know. I'll have to take it out of the packaging. Uh, but it it seriously has a little tiny screen. It's got a little joystick and, and like, buttons. And apparently you can play the original arcade game on it. Oh, that's kind of cool. Are you going to set it around your, your action figures and make it look like they're playing it? Oh, I am now. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I don't know if there's any action figures that are this tall or that are this uh, short. Maybe the 80s ones? No, I, I think like, those would still be too tall. This thing is tiny, but it doesn't matter. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it next to my, my arcade one-up cabinet and just be like, look, it's the big one and it's the small one, guys. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's weird. It's, it's, it's also a keychain. Like, why... Why is there a keychain attached to this? 
I don't have those answers. I don't. I don't get it. I don't get it. And, and speaking of keychains, the other thing I got for Christmas was a diecast set of a turtles keychains that are in the metal figs line. Okay. I don't know if you have any of the metal figs, uh, but they're like really, really heavy. Um, oh yeah, I have a few of those. Yeah, and like the figures are really cool, but these are also keychains. Like. I don't need keychains. I mean, you know, you could hang them on a bag or, you know. I'm not I'm not going to hang them on the ba- on a bag because if I do, I risk the chance of losing them. Well, that is true. Yeah. Like the, the, if, if, if I if I were to tell anything to tell the collectibles industry, anything is stop making keychain stuff because Nobody has enough keys to warrant as many keychains. Like this is there's four keychains in this box. I think I have four keys total. I have more than four keys. Like and I don't even use most of those. I use uh, those keys. <laughs> so I I these things are really cool. I'm probably going to pop them open and see if I can pop the keychains off of them cuz them just sitting on a shelf together as figures is actually much cooler. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but again, they found things that I don't have, so high five mom and high five brother. Well, there you go. Uh, I'm going to let you take the next one. I have a couple more things, but uh, I'd like you to go next. Okay. Uh, well, for Christmas, uh, my friends Mark and Anna Ray uh, surprised me with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Pizza Cookbook. <laughs> and it's got more than just pizza. It's got some really cool stuff in here. Um, okay. Probably the one thing that I'm excited by the most. Let's see. They've got like dessert pizzas, like Casey Jones cookies, all kinds of like smoothies, ooze smoothies, you know, healthy stuff. Um, ish, <laughs> but they have the pizza gyoza recipe in here, or pizza pot stickers. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, from the uh, from those of you that remember from the 2012 series, uh, that's what the turtles went absolutely crazy for. Um, and this is pretty much, you know. The, the recipe that you will find probably at other places. There might be some variations, but I was very happy that this was in here. It makes 50 dumplings. Okay. okay. So I guess that was going to be my question, is how many things in that book tie directly to food found in TV shows? Uh, let's see. Pepperoni and sweet pickle pizza. Tuna melt pizza. Ugh. Hey, there's a Shredder's Revenge thing in here. Wait, when was this book come out? That was very incorrect grammar. <laughs> <laughs> when when book come out this now? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like, hey, Google. Uh, food expire when? Um, this came out in 2017. Did they pull the name for Shredder's Revenge out of a cookbook? I, I doubt it. It's just one of those things where none of the turtles' names are that creative. Let's find out. There's no way. 
There's like a Mushu pork pizza. There's all kinds of crazy stuff. Mighty meatball and sauerkraut pizza. It's crazy, but I'm not seeing like any pizzas from the sh- the the shit. There's like a mac and cheese pizza that doesn't look that bad. Mac and cheese. I've had mac and cheese pizza is pretty good. It's a lot of starch, but it's pretty good. Oh, here's a weird one: chocolate chili pepper pizza with butterscot butternut squash. You know what? That, Why not? You know, and, and, and you try some of these pizzas. Like that. That's that's one of my concerns. Is like uh, that this isn't a Ninja Turtle book. It's just a hey, we paid for the license and we made some funny pizzas, and now we have a book on the shelves. You know, it, th- th- you know. It's got illustrations and stuff all kind of throughout. It's uh, I I dig it. I really okay. I really like it. Okay, okay. As as long as they they put the work in to properly tie it into the the uh, the property, then yeah, then like good you for them. Yeah, like have like a New York style pizza sauce recipe, you know, all kinds of stuff. But I am a little disappointed that there's no like super weird pizza, you know, stuff like from they probably didn't want to gross everybody out. Like what was it? Is it clams and chocolate fudge or something? I don't know. It's just any kind of weird. Like, that's the thing. If yeah. you're going to make a Turtles pizza book, it's got to have that bizarre stuff in it. It's got to have something, right? It, it's it, it can't just be like, hey, here's some quirky pizzas. We're going to put pickles on things. No, it's got to be things that make you vomit. And it has to lean into it completely. Like, this isn't a pizza that's supposed to be edible. This is a Ninja Turtle pizza. Yeah, there's there's some disgusting looking sounding pizzas in here. So like guacamole and gummy bears, you know, just hey, I'd try it. <laughs> uh, all right. All right. Well, you know. congratulations on your 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 surprise Christmas present. Yeah, I'm actually going to try some of this stuff. There is a weird recipe. And there's Raphael's waffles. I'm like, wait, that's not pizza. Mm hmm. But it does have tomato sauce in it, so I'm like, wait, what? Ew. They're not like waffles waffles. They're actual pizza waffles. So I guess that works out. Hmm, they sound like awful waffles. No, man. I need a pizza waffle. Oh, you didn't get the reference. That surprises me a lot. Wait, what is that? Awful waffles? Awful waffle. What is that from? It's from Salute Your Shorts, man. Oh, dude, do you have a long... It's been since I've seen that freaking show. Yeah, oh, man, I love that show so much. I no, I, I want to say it was on DVD. I know, like, Hey Dude was, but not. I don't think Silver Shorts was out. Yeah, they, they never actually defined what an awful waffle was. It just in. We know that it included uh, <laughs> maple syrup and a and a tennis racket, <laughs> uh. and it wasn't food. <laughs> Oh, wow. Yeah. Let's move on to what else I have. Um, so I've been, as I said, I've been trolling through the my comic shop auctions like a like a fiend, like a like a like a, a crack fiend. I, I don't know why I'm a, I'm a glutton for punishment, man. I, I shouldn't check it once a week, but I do. Right. Uh, this last time. Uh, I got, and this one I actually am probably going to get graded, uh, a signed 
Tales of the Teenage uh, TMNT, Volume Two, Number One, signed by Peter Laird. Ooh. Yeah. So not only is it a number one, it's signed by the, the, the creator that's that doesn't sign anything anymore. So, I think it signs some stuff. I know, but getting him in public and actually getting him to sign something is very hard now. V- unlike Kevin Eastman, who will sign anything that gets within five feet of him. Right. Uh, the other thing I got, it came as like a bundle with the with with that first book was a signed copy of the Dreamwave number two book. You remember the Dreamwave books, correct? Um, they were the they were the ones that uh, were supposed to be a companion book to the two K three series. Yes. Yeah. So I also have Peter Laird, uh, a Peter Laird signature on number two of that book. Well, that's cool. Yeah. And then for some reason, I paid like twelve bucks for another copy of Donatello number one. I mean, why not? I don't need it. Maybe I'll send one of my two in to get graded. Yeah. You know, just why not? I've got it. <laughs> okay, Jeff, before we move on to to, uh, to news, I do want to throw a quick shout out to to uh, one of our, our listeners and, and Instagram followers, uh, Danny Sanders. Rusty underscore bucket underscore ink. Uh, you, you know what I'm mentioning now, right, Jeff? Yes. Of course you do. I, I sent I you do. the image, man. I do. I wanted to be surprised. <laughs> well, he he heard from me already. I sent him a, a long message. He he gifted us for Christmas uh, with two cards, uh, basically Christmas cards of our shellheads avatars drawn on uh, stockings, and and I posted the image on our Insta. It, it it's they're really really cool. What would you think of them, Jeff? I felt all warm and fuzzy inside, like I just like downed a a uh, a, a, a cup of hot cocoa. <laughs> yeah, man. Like he said, he was sending them. I didn't I didn't know what to expect. I was like, okay, cool. You know, a fan is sending some stuff. Uh, hopefully, it's cool. Well, it came in and it's ultra cool. Uh, when it, when I had the original artist draw our our faces. For you know our little turtle shellhead avatar things, you know I just kind of blurted out, "Here's what I want," you know, and I was happy with you know what he sent over, and I've been, I've been happy with the logo ever since. But th- these drawings that that Danny uh, did for these cards are spectacular, uh, and I, I I don't I don't think I can say how much I appreciate how good they look and how much effort was put into it. Uh, I, I did not know, like I I I talked back and forth with this guy a couple times. And I guess I just never dove deep into his 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 profile to see that this dude's a, like a legit artist. It's really cool. I'm it's it, it's absolutely breathtaking. Uh, what what he's drawn and it looks like something that would has, has leapt off of the IDW comic page. I agree. They they look absolutely great, and and he took into consideration our personalities when 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 like filling the stocking. There's a little controller inside of yours. There's a freaking NES controller in mine, and he he gave me more beard, which you know that's actually um that's that was the length of my COVID beard. Uh, so <laughs> uh, nice. I've trimmed it a great deal since then. Um, but still, it's absolutely beautiful. Um. 
I this is probably one of the coolest things I've 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 ever gotten. So thank you so much. Yes, I, I echo that. Thank you so much, and and thank you for listening. Uh, and uh, like, send us messages on Instagram when when you have thoughts, because he also he's the same Danny that uh, last episode caught the um, caught the rise weapons parallel. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. So so again, thanks, and, and uh, ho- hopefully we can make you as happy with the podcast as you have made us with these cards. Yeah, it definitely made our Christmas. So thank you, buddy. Yes. Um, I think that's it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's that's it. That's it. Um, I I I, I think I have some more stuff coming. I mean, you always do. I always do. Yeah. Always do. Uh, okay, okay. Well, that does it for what's in our boxes. What's next? Now it's time for Secret of the News! Why do we have so much news? I don't know. I mean, it'll be trickling out, and then next week it'll be a lot, and then trickle, then a lot, you know, and we have a lot-ish. Yeah, we have like what eight news topics? It's wild, man. It's wild. Uh, then I guess let's just get started. Uh, we we hinted at this first story last week uh, about the Cowabunga collection. There were some there was some patch news coming out. Uh, can you enlighten us as to what is new in the Cowabunga collection? Yeah, let's see here. Um, I'm not going to go over everything because there's a lot of stuff. You know, they what are the highlights? The highlights. Um, well, let's see here. Uh, uh, sorry, I'm going through these trying to look. No cuts, Jeff. No cuts. I'm trying. Uh, so you've got a uh, new color enhancement palette added to all the Game Boy games. Um, it's kind of you know. If you had a, a Super Game Boy back in the day, you would get kind of like, you know, ish colors. <laughs> Wait, uh, so so they did exactly what we were talking about last episode? Pretty much. Um, so you have four different color palettes. You have black and white, uh, Game Boy Green, Game Boy Pocket Green, and Game Boy Light Blue. Game Boy Pocket wasn't green, though. Hey, I'm just reading off what this thing's posting. Okay, I'm, I, for the record, Game Boy Pocket was black and or was gray and gray and gray, <laughs> gray and darker gray. Okay. Um. <laughs> uh, let's see. They finally added online co-op to the Super Nintendo version of Turtles in Time, uh, which was absent. Um, okay. I, I, I doubt that was a huge uh, – I doubt there were a lot of people clamoring for that, but sure, no, why not? there was because that's like everybody's preferred version. Like why does the Genesis one have it and then the Super Nintendo doesn't? Um, <laughs> well, because Hyperstone Heist was its own game. Yeah, but hey, look. But the it, Super Nintendo version of Turtles in Time is just a dumbed-down version of a better arcade game. I wouldn't say it's dumbed down. I think it's more refined, and I think it's a bit 
Oh, uh, you're out of your mind. I am not. You're out of your mind. I am not. Oh, it is. Keep, it's. It's. Going. The controls and responses are tighter. I mean, I played those at, at, at length, um, but that's the one that everybody remembers the most. Because, yeah, like, they, you hadn't even played the arcade version. You're right. It's probably the the one that they remember the most. I'll give you that. Yes. Um. Yeah, stuff like difficulty adjustments, you know, stuff like that. Um, oh, they added um, additional pages for the uh, uh, NES and Genesis Tournament Fighters strategy guides. Uh, they also added um, uh, additional pages for the Genesis Tournament Fighters and Hyperstone High strategy guides um, as well. And, you know, just a plethora of other like bug fixes and stuff like that. Um, I think just it plays, I think, a bit smoother performance issues, you know, better. Um, but yeah, the, yeah, the, the online support for the Super Nintendo version of Turtles in Time was like the most fan requested. <sighs> okay. Well, I guess, it, you know, it, I'm not going to argue with you. It's just odd. Um, and so be, that whole list will be in the show notes. No, it won't. A link to the list will be in show notes. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, since we're talking about video games, we have a lot of other news about them. Um, let's go ahead and talk about this Cowbunga collection for Dreamcast. Yeah, it's not perfect, but somebody's, you know, attempting to make that work. You, you say attempting like it's going to be hard. Eh. It shouldn't be hard. He's having some issues with some of the games that aren't like 100%, but, um, you know, he's working on it. Yeah, yeah. But, but like, conceptually speaking, putting these games on a Dreamcast should be pretty simple. Yeah. Like, it's a Dreamcast. It's already more advanced than... All of the consoles that these came from. Yeah. It even has, like, the the memory card VMU, like, imagery and stuff. That's cool. Um, I like the menu, even though he's using, like, 2K3 Leo, but, like, that should be replaced. But you can see... <laughs> yeah, he is. <laughs> The images of, like, the Super Nintendo controller, NES, Game Boy, Genesis. Uh, he doesn't have an arcade one. Yeah, but I, I do like that menu. Um, yeah. I, uh, how long before he gets copyright striked from uh, Konami? Ooh, that's a good question. Because, <laughs> sure, I, I guess he can make an ar- There's an argument to be made that this is not available for, you know, modern platforms, and it's not... A competing thing, but dude, if he's just making the Cowabunga collection for another platform, Konami's not going to be happy. Yeah, I don't, I don't see them being happy at all. Yeah, um, it's a lofty goal. It's interesting, um, but uh, yeah, it, it's probably going to get struck down. Yeah, yeah, like. Now that, now that I think about it, like emulators for all of these games 
for well for all of these systems, you know, at SNES, NES, Game Boy, Genesis, and all the the Game Boy stuff, like or no, yeah, yeah, the Genesis and the arcade stuff, like those emulators already exist for Dreamcast. It's true. So if he's just putting the emulators and then dropping the ROMs onto a you know a game and then packaging it all pretty, that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah. technologically speaking, there shouldn't be much getting in the way. Right. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm excited for this to to finish up so I can pay someone too much money to uh, print me a Dreamcast game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the most bootlegged console. Uh, let's see. We have more game news. Yeah. Let's talk about Shredder's Revenge for a minute. Okay. It, it had it had some updates. What updates did Shredder's Revenge have? Let's see. Uh, there's a new custom game mode in the arcade mode. Um. Just like an actual arcade machine, which will let you kind of use dip switches to, like, uh, you know, add, do do free play, which means no coins uh, have to be put in. You can just hit the, you know, player one, player two, player three, four, blah, 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 Um, which is really cool. Um, I love the imagery that they have for that, and it's like Donatello by the circuit board and he's showing he he as you go down the line of all the different you know options he tells you what each one is which is i i find adorable and just very cool um a lot of just like fixes that were there gameplay improvements um it it plays a lot smoother um uh now and they you know the the online needed some you know some some patching up. Yeah, that that online mode was uh, was pretty hectic that first two weeks. Yeah, yeah. Um. So just overall, it it, it plays a lot more more smooth. I think I think they might made Michelangelo a little faster because I was playing it the other day. I was like, dang, I don't remember Mikey being this fast. Mm. Look at it. Uh, but yeah, those those custom game options are really cool. And yeah. you're right, the the packaging on that is great. It. That that, sir, is a is a meaningful change that is worthy of the news section. Yeah, yeah. And you you know, I love the arcade mode. If you just want to jump in and just play, um, you know, you can put on free play. Um, you everybody can select the same turtle at once. So I'm like, we can have like comic comic accurate all red bandanas, but everybody has is Raphael. Um, <laughs> Uh, no extra characters this time. Maybe, you know, hopefully, fingers crossed that that stuff will come later. I'm, we're all hoping for punk frogs. Um, no, nah, just make another game. Like, yeah, we don't need more characters. Just make another game. It'll be Shredder's Revenge Deluxe. <laughs> no, no, make another game. <laughs> or Extra Large. I would like, if they, okay, we all know the success of this is going to lead to another game. I want it without Shredder. I want something different. I want some some new bad guys. Good luck. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck. Maybe he's not like the main focus, you know? Or or just instead of it being based on the cartoon, make it based on something else. 
like based on a comic or based on a later cartoon or that something. Be, I want more of this though, but no, it it would still be the same style game. It would play the same, but the art would be, let's say, styled after the '90s movies. Ooh, that would be incredible. Yeah, like they they don't have to tie themselves to that original cartoon. Yeah, that opens up uh, a lot of different options when it comes to enemies. Oh yeah, and settings. We'll see. Um, we have more Shredder's Revenge news. Here for all of it. So Netflix Games, which apparently is a thing, uh, mm. added Shredder's Revenge to its service. Yeah. Uh, apparently, like, you can download Netflix Games to your iOS and Android game like devices and play them there. All you have to do is log in with your Netflix password. Sure. And they're free of charge if you have a you know Netflix account, which is kind of cool. Uh, there's not it's not a it's not a service that has you know a huge library of games. Uh-huh. But adding Shredder's Revenge kind of adds a banger to to what you know could be the future of video games. Sure. Because it, Netflix stepped in and completely changed how we watch movies. Well, it changed how everyone else watches movies. Doesn't didn't change change Jeff. <laughs> Sorry if that was so targeted. <laughs> I always kind of just choose to ignore you, <laughs> <laughs> as our listeners should also do as well. <laughs> yeah, but like like just imagine turning on your TV and it's a smart TV, and you have one app that says Netflix. You click on it. And there's a game section and a movie section. And you're like, ooh, I want to play some games. So you turn on your TV's controller, and boom, there's Net- there's Shredder's Revenge. Eh. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Like, it's it's still in, in its infancy, and it's only available on, on mobile, I believe. But it's kind of cool. And it's cool that the turtles are there. I don't know how long it's going to be there. It, of course, I don't think any of the, any of these games are are like forever tied to Netflix. But it is yet another way to play Shredder's Revenge and yet another paycheck that the, the developers are receiving. Yeah. What's next? Oh, yeah. One more piece of Shredder's Revenge news, which yeah. you're way more suited to talk about. Yeah. So... Um, there are a lot of mods for Streets of Rage 2, like a lot of them. And you purchased one of them that mm-hmm. had uh, Ninja Turtles in them. And someone has, uh, well, they're at it again. And they've added pretty much all of the Shredder's Revenge sprites into the game. It, yeah. And it looks great. Like, they're you know, a lot bigger. Um, I think all the characters are there. The only footage I've seen has just like, it's just Leo. Um, but it looks, it looks rather good. I just don't get it, man. I don't get it. I mean, Streets of Rage 2 is like the most popular version, you know, in that franchise. I'm, I'm not... I'm not doubting I played through the other mod and it and it was and it seemed period appropriate because it used the sprites from that era, you know? 
Yeah. But like putting these sprites in it just it seems way out of place. I mean, you know, it has Genesis it, it, player, you know, with the shading and everything. I mean, I just I just kind of dig it. It would it would be like taking the the models from New Super Mario Brothers and dropping them into Super Mario Brothers on the NES. You know, it just it doesn't seem like it belongs. Right. Well, uh, I'm sure it's fun. You know, I, I played through the other the, the, the other one. It was cool. But if this is just a skin change, way to go, guys. I'll probably check it out. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so weird. <laughs> like yeah. the Internet is so weird. It's the greatest thing mankind has ever invented. And also the worst. Uh, what else do we have for news? Um, so we we talked about this Heat Boys Leonardo. Yeah. Monstrosity that is being released. It's giant like mecha Gundam turtle figure. Yeah. Turns out it's delayed. Which I can totally understand why. Uh, and, like, I, I hesitated to even put this in the news section because it's going to come eventually. Like, it, we shouldn't be worried about it. But it, apparently it, it's still – it's due to, ma- like, manufacturing delays and COVID, they don't know – let's see, I don't even see a date as to when this is going to come. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, if you pre-ordered it, I guess wait longer. I mean, hey, if we can wait for freaking loot crate stuff, <laughs> I mean, I, I legit forgot about loot crate, and I was like, oh snap, I got loot crate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so let it be the surprise in your mailbox or on your doorstep because they probably have already charged you. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I I don't see this being in a mailbox. They may have to crate ship this thing. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> uh, I I don't. We're gonna need to spend much more time on that. Uh, the the last thing, and I'm sure you're very happy about this. You can currently pre-order an arcade damage an arcade damaged Krang best action figure. Uh, right now on Big Bad Toys. Uh, I'm sure it's also available other places, but. It's a previews exclusive, and he's bright yellow. Yep. Let me get your opinion on this, Jeff. I think he looks kind of cool. Um, I would have liked, you know, probably the the just the regular version first. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he doesn't look, he doesn't look bad. You're um, speaking my language here. Yeah. So we'll like, probably get like the regular one at some point. Yeah, my that's that's my my question is why are they doing the arcade version first? I don't know, but like what's even weirder is the image of like I didn't notice this before, but like you see the arcade Krang uh, sprite, and it it doesn't look like Krang in it. Krang in his stomach. It looks like he's wearing sunglasses. <laughs> it just looks like a, just a happy face. In, yeah. in it's just really weird. I'm sure it's always been that way. I just didn't notice till now. Yeah. Yeah. Like, 
I'm I'm literally waiting on my Krang in the Bubble Walker figure from this line. It's yeah. it's it's in the mail, and it just it kind of pisses me off that they're not doing a regular color for this one. Yeah, because I, I I've scaled back what I'm actually gonna collect in this line. Uh huh. And I'm definitely not buying these arcade ones. Yeah. So for them to release such a an important figure, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Like Android Krang is pretty important. Yeah. For them to do that without it being a regular color is just a slap in the face. Yeah. But come on, guys. What are you doing? Come on. Come on, guys. Come on. Um. But 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 like I didn't see a a news story on this. So yeah. like it's possible we just missed the announcement. It's entirely possible. Or like, it's like scrolling through Big Bad one day and I'm like, oh hey, it's toy toy whiz. That's a no. That's that's a place to buy. Like yeah, all the all of these links are just stores. Um, maybe this is just the first one that's hit market. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe I'm just going crazy. That's also entirely possible too. I don't know. That I think that's news. Um I've got a couple of other things that I just want to mention. They're not big deals. Um but uh the Team and T My, uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers 2 crossover is now in stores or at least issue 1 is. Uh, if if you want to get those those mad exclusives, uh get the get the cool covers, you oh, may yeah. want to visit your comic shop this week. Because I'm sure they will be disappearing very quickly. Yes. Uh, also, for our international listeners, because no one in the Americas uh, is really into f- football, not American football, but fubo- football, uh, there was a video of what? Messi uh, <laughs> argue. I'm sorry, what accent was that? <laughs> football. <laughs> I don't. I can't just say football because like I sound like a you know, I sound like a Packers fan. Hey man, you want to watch some football? <laughs> you know, I gotta put some put some stank on it. Um, <laughs> so the the World Cup was this year, and uh, Argentina won the won the, the the whole thing. Like congratulations, and Messi who is uh, arguably one of the greatest soccer players of all time was riding on the little bus in the, you know, the, the, the parade, you know, the celebration parade and some fan in the crowd threw him a Ninja Turtles toy. That's right. <laughs> he threw it right back. Yeah. It was like a little plush thing. And he just, he kind of, he caught it and he kind of laughed and just threw it back. And it, it, <sighs> As closely as we follow Ninja Turtles news, like for this to be in that batch and it actually like hitting a lot of people's news feeds is really funny to me. Yeah, I was like, dude should have kept it. No, man. Like, well, he could have. But Ninja Turtles, man. He can't on. just keep everything people throw to him. I mean, it's Ninja Turtle. <laughs> he's he's rich, Jeff. He can just buy a Ninja Turtle. He could. But still, that's a freebie. <laughs> and I think that's it. That, yeah, that's it for news. Yeah, that, that'll do it. Okay. 
Well, we, we do have a main topic, as we always do. Uh, before we get to it, uh, and before we take our break... Let's take a pre-break? No, break? no, 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 no. Let's, no? let's, let's kind of wrap... Let's talk about 2022, right? Okay. It's been a year. It has been a year. And somehow, even though we don't have a current TV show, we don't have, like, a major motion picture if you don't count rise like there's not a huge ninja turtles push from nickelodeon right now somehow we still had a banging year for ninja turtle stuff yes we did like what are some highlights for you that came out this year i'm gonna give you i'm gonna give you three go for it and you know exactly what they're gonna be yes um the rise movie yep uh, the Calbunga Collection and Shredder's Revenge. You knocked it out of the park there, bud. I mean, those were arguably, I think, the three biggest things that happened for Turtles this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I would agree. I would agree. Uh, and like we we finally got a, a a DVD collection of the 2012 cartoon. We celebrated the 10th anniversary of the 2012 cartoon. We should have been on Blu-ray. <laughs> the um, the IDW book started the Ar- the Armageddon game, mm-hmm. which I know we haven't talked about it here. But for those of you listening who are who ha- are caught up on it, it's a it's fantastic so far, right? Right? They're pulling so much stuff from the Archie series, like they're going deep on some Archie characters that I had to look up and go, now what did this character do? Who is this? So uh, that's very exciting leading into next year. Not 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 only that, but also the the beginning of the the the, the, the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers crossover, the continuation of the the Saturday morning cartoon uh, book. Uh, not to mention the of course ever present uh, like action figure line, like all of these these NECA figures that we've gotten this year. This year is when they finally really gave us the uh, Secret of the Use Turtles. Mm-hmm. So. 2012 has been kind of huge. It has. Uh, oh, and we got the the last Ronin figures um, from both Playmates and NECA. Yeah, yeah. Um, those are uh, that's that's four things for me. Um, <laughs> I still need to get the Secret of the Use figures. Um, Actually, that makes me think. When did didn't uh, the last Ronin end this year, or did it end last year? Oh, I can check. Give me just a moment. Yes, the last run had finished in looks like April of this year. Mm-hmm. So it, all the three pillars of Turtles stuff each had a or three of the four pillars. So like the four pillars are comics, games, movies, TV shows. Mm-hmm. Three of the four had something this year. It's a huge year. I, that's that's really all I want I wanted to cover was I, I do, what do you think twenty twenty three is going to bring other than a new new movie? Well, hopefully, well, they, we probably won't get any more video games yet. Even though there was hinted at one, there's no way they they have one cooking that quick. If it is, it's going to be shovelware. Um, eh, it probably it really. 
Yeah, I think there'll be a new TV show announced. As for video games, companies are very good at keeping video games quiet for years before they're announced. Yeah. It's possible they could have been working on one for two years now, and we just don't know. This is entirely true. And when I say they, I don't even know who they is, but it needs they to be could be doing it. Games. You said Rocksteady? No, they're working on that... that uh, Suicide Squad game, man. Yeah, I know. I know. But you know. <laughs> With the company named Rocksteady, you, you know, you just you gotta hope. I, I I don't want a game from them. <laughs> I do. It, it, I'm sure it'll be fine, but I, I don't. You'll play it. Of course. I play them all. Yeah. Um, um probably, you know, did, we, did I say TV series? You said TV series, yeah. Um, maybe following the new movie. Yeah, yeah. We're supposed to get a live action one, but we haven't heard anything on that front. Right. I, it, it, I'm almost willing to bet that movie's never going to happen. I kind of hope so, because you know Michael Bay was still attached to it. I'm like, yeah, we didn't. You guys didn't learn the first two times. Yeah, but again, it was the Jost brothers were associated with it, so it would at least be funny. Yeah. It really needs. Like a Travis Knight to like headline that. Who's tra- some, get Travis Knight? Throw throw me some. Uh, what what does Travis Knight work uh, on? Oh well, he did the Bumblebee movie, um, and he also did I think Kubo and the Six Strings. I think it was called that. Oh, so, so, so this guy, he doesn't have like a huge resume. He just you're just a big fan of the Bumblebee movie. Well, yeah, he did it right. True. Sorry, Kubo and the Two Strings. Two Strings. Yeah, that was a fantastic film. Okay. All right. It had a lot of heart. It had a lot of, you know, love and care put into it. You could clearly tell it was, you know, he was a big fan. So we 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 need that that passion uh back. Yeah. Cuz you could see that in the 2K12 series. You could see that in Rise. Even though a lot of people still are on the fence about Rise and don't need to knock it off and get it, just jump in. Yeah. I don't like, I'm not saying Rise is never going to come back, but 2023 does not sound like the year that's going to happen. Yeah. For a few reasons. One, if they're already working on something else, they definitely don't want to confuse the marketplace by having two different TV shows running concurrently. Yeah. You know, that's just bad marketing. If anything, if well, anything, if, if 20, let's say 2025 is an empty year for them right now, they could be saying, well, let's go ahead and throw another season of rise on Paramount plus for 2025. Let's start paying people to do that now. Yeah. And I like you say that, but then like Netflix turned around and did like two different freaking He-Man shows on that. You know, like one, you know, traditional style and the other one CGI. Yeah. And that was a terrible idea. It was. <laughs> yeah. Like, like if, if they if Nickelodeon's pretty good at marketing their stuff, so I'm sure they know not to do that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I'm going to make one prediction, and it, if, listeners, if you want to call me out on this at the end of 2023, please do so. 
I predict by the end of 2023, there will be either the release or an announcement of some sort of last Ronin like television show or movie. I have goosebumps and I want it and I want to direct like Blu-ray, whatever, just, just make it happen. Yeah. It, like it could be, it, it could be Blu-ray, the direct Blu-ray. It could be a feature film announced in, you know, actual theaters. It could be straight to Netflix or straight to Paramount plus or something. I'm predicting like they know what they have in this last Ronin property that they've just kind of pulled out of thin air and for them not to strike while the iron's hot is foolish. My pick, and I agree 100%, my pick for the company to do that is Powerhouse Animation Studios, the ones that did Castlevania and the new He-Man in the Masters of the Universe series. Maybe. But was, there's, there's a lot of different moving parts that, you know, they have oh. to line up for that to happen. Oh, yeah. Like, especially looking at Master of the Universe Revelations, like, that animation was just breathtaking. And they could do it because they could meld action and all of it. You know, it'd just be just throwing it out there. That's what I want. <laughs> Not saying they couldn't do it, but like, maybe yeah. they're working on something else. Maybe they're too expensive. Maybe it doesn't line up with their schedule. Or, you know, there's there's a lot of different factors that they have to take into in in, in play. Before yeah. that that can be greenlit, but mark my words, something will be announced. Everything crossed. Yeah. Okay. That does it for 2022. Let's uh let's move on to our topic. But first, our mandatory break. And we're back. Uh, so, uh, Jeff, uh, t- we this is the final episode of the year. It is a character spotlight. Ace Duck. <laughs> One of these days, man. One of these days. We, there actually we, has to be content for Ace Duck for there to be Ace Duck. Look, eventually we're going to run out of characters that have content, and we're going to be pulling deep cuts like that. Just make stuff up. Yeah. <laughs> Here's an alternate history of Ace Duck. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. No, it's not. It's not Ace Duck. So, so, sorry about that. It is the I don't want to say the one and only Hun. Uh, the Hun and only one. Uh, it's Hun, Hun guys. Hun on the run. <laughs> Hun. Yeah. So Hun made his debut in the 2K3 cartoon, I believe, in the very first episode. He he was a char- character created specifically for that cartoon uh he was a basically one of shredder's goons and it was just this really giant white guy with a purple dragons tattoo and then on his other arm a foot clan tattoo and he was the leader of the purple dragons gang uh the significance there is the purple dragons supposedly were in the comic book the entire time right because in the first panel of the first comic, the purple dra- dragons are mentioned. Yeah. But we don't really ever see them. We don't. Others was, in that street fight, they're just kind of gone. Right. He showed up in the third episode, Attack of the Mousers. It was the third episode? Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, 
so when they launched the the 2k3 series not only did they revive this this gang of characters that just kind of disappeared into thin air uh, as the purple dragons that way the, the turtles could have other people to fight that aren't just you know faceless foot clan members but now there's a street gang uh, and that street gang has a, has a leader, and his name is Hun, and he is v- formidable. And like for all intents and purposes, he kind of was a more serious bebop and rocksteady for the 2K3 series. Yeah, like if you were to combine Dolph Lundgren with all the steroids. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, maybe some Kevin some Kevin Nash in there too, because his arms were gigantic. Yeah. Yeah. And there was like, there were no bebop and rocksteady into 2k3. So someone had to stand beside shredder and do his bidding, you know? Yeah. And Karai doesn't really fit that bill. Baxter Stockman doesn't fit that bill. Uh, Random foot soldiers don't fit that bill. You have to have somebody. So that's where the hun character comes from. Right. Yeah, he was in the series for what the entire run. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was in every version of that that series. Mm-hmm. He he somehow even made it into Fast Forward. Yeah, which is bizarre, but it looks like it's. Uh, we'll get to that when we get to Fast Forward, but he ends up being. A pretty main character, and 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 that's how most people remember Hun. Uh, wh- what is your opinion of, I guess, Hun Prime? I really liked his character. Like when you saw him show up, like I think the one episode mm-hmm. that sticks out most in my mind is the um, the Leonardo episode that they were that they you know adapted from you know his one shot. Mm-hmm. Dude was just like terrifying. Yeah, yeah. Um, that fight was one of my favorite fights. Um, but I think probably the best back and forth banter is when Raphael is kidnapped, mm-hmm. <laughs> and he makes a your yo mama joke. That <laughs> oh chef kiss. It was just great. <laughs> Like like it's two it was two thousand three kids, but we're gonna do a you know a, a tired nineties joke. Uh, I don't it, your mama jokes are they're they are eternal. Okay, well, fine. <laughs> At least in my mind. Yeah. Okay. Uh, your mom's eternal. <laughs> your mom goes to college. See, 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 they still work. Yeah. Uh, we actually had somebody show up to the arcade to play Smash Brothers tournament, uh, and they signed up as your mother. I'm like, all right. That's not that's not bad. That's that's not no, bad at no, all. It's great. <laughs> and so we're going down the whole list. I'm like, your mother. <laughs> so when you make the announcement, it's like, uh, Squid Billy Dude seventy two beats your mom. That's terrible. <laughs> Like I like the original Hun. What I don't like about the original Hun is, outside of just being a big dude, he has zero character. Yes, that is, that is 
one complaint that I would have. Yeah, we don't get much backstory, and any of that backstory doesn't really matter to the the grand scheme of things. He doesn't yeah. quip. He's not really – he's not clever. He's not super smart. He's just a bag of muscles. It's exactly what he's supposed to be. Yeah, and and there's, there, there's a time and place for characters like that, and the part that he plays in 2K3 is necessary. So that, that's not a complaint. That's just – what I where I feel I feel there's a void in that character. And yeah. and I guess that, that that brings us to the next version of Hun, or I guess the second version of Hun, uh, and that would be the IDW Hun. OK, uh, that's technically not the second version of Hun, but we'll get to the second version of Hun later because it's kind of a surprise version of Hun. But the second most prolific one, uh, I would say, is the one in the IDW uh, books and where the 2K3 series one had no character. The IDW book is all character. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not only was he at one point, the leader of the purple dragons, but he was the alcoholic father of Casey Jones. Spoiler alert. Well, we've, we've gone over it already. This is true. Like it's, kind of a given his his name was arnold jones or his name is arnold jones and he has of course on his back he has a giant uh purple dragon tattoo uh and he he when he was initially like earned the name hun he was just a really strong guy who was the leader of the purple dragons uh once he kind of comes out of hiding and decides to re you know enter the fold as uh, an enemy of the turtles and of Casey, he does get enhanced by the, the enhanced version of the ooze. Yeah, yeah, not not the not the mutative version of the ooze. They're, it's they play they're really careful about what they say these things this ooze does each time they use it, so they can use it however they they feel necessary. Yeah, but to 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 bring him back into fighting fighting mode or fighting form, he gets enhanced and he's wildly off the rails uh, he looks, in this series. Yes, he is. And, and it's super intense, super um, intense. He like his his allegiance to the Shredder and to Casey is always kind of in flux he doesn't he, like he wants to do the right thing but is also completely crippled by his alcoholism and his depression and his need to lead something that even though he wants to be good to casey he can't get behind casey being a good guy yeah and it, it's it's he is a wrench in so many stories in a way that the original hun could never be yeah, because you know you can't show that to kids. Um, you, you, you could, you, Hun could have been Casey's father. Yeah, they could have done it in a way probably where it would not have been uh, too over the top, but that yeah. would have been that would have been a pretty dramatic, uh, you know, turn. Um, yeah, 
they were going to do something to where in 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 2K3 where Hun was going to be the garbage man's brother something. Oh yeah, yeah. Was that right? that, was that, that was the canceled episode? Yeah. Yeah. Was it the his dad or his brother or something? Uh, I don't know. I'll look that up. Okay. Keep talking. Um. So there are like certain covers of the ID. Uh, w run uh, probably more the uh, the micro series where Hun just looks like a super ripped version of like Billy Idol. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In 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 that 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 specific picture, yes, he does. Yeah, and I love me some Billy Idol, so that works. So, um, but yeah, like every time we we end up reading uh idw i was like when's hun showing up you know because like that 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 drama is just it 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 hooks you in like is he gonna kill casey he comes close very close yeah man casey he just gets pummeled yeah every time he's on the page (laughs) and it's just it's just it's gut-wrenching and you don't know what's gonna happen you know and it's just there's so many like like an onion that just peel back all these different layers to this character in the in the IDW run, um, which I'm gonna go ahead and call out as being my favorite, just because he's the most complex and and you know um, version with lots of character development. Agreed. Agreed. It's <laughs> and this this is not me complaining about the two K three Hun at all. Right. But it's not hard to make a Hun that's more beloved than that one. Yeah. It's not hard. I mean, everybody has like you know you look at that you know whatever iteration you know you're gonna have the muscle you're gonna have the bruisers they're there to serve you know that purpose and he's. You know, when he comes in, he's going to give everybody a tough time. Yeah. Um. Usually, you know, outdone pretty quick, depending. Yeah. Um. Back to our 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 garbage, our garbage man story. Um. So, in the fifth season of Two K Three, uh, the lost season. Uh, of 2K3, there was an episode, episode six was supposed to be called Nightmares Recycled. And it went through several different drafts. Uh, if you want to read over those drafts, uh, it's there's a lot of information there on the tur- Turtlepedia, and we'll talk about it more when we get to season five. Uh, but the ba- the basic premise was Hun and the Garbage Man were separated at birth. Uh, th- they were actually like conjoined twins. Oh, and that's the garbage. Yeah, the garbage man was surgically removed, quote unquote, did not live and was discarded into the garbage, landed in the garbage, lived and became the garbage man. Yeah, I can see where that wouldn't get past a television, you know, sensor. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it. uh. It went through several drafts and never actually got made. I would love to have seen it because 
I could see that really messing with some kids. Yeah. Like they would need some therapy. Oh man. It'd be great. It'd be so good though. Like give the script to David Cronenberg and and have him write it. Nah. No. Nah. Yeah. He's really into body horror. Like that. That's right up his alley, man. I'm good. (laughs) Well, um, yeah, so I, I'm not going to spoil what happens to uh, the IDW Hun. There's there's a lot there's a lot that happens after what we have read. Ooh, yeah, he, the the IDW Hun is peak Hun in 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 my mind. Yeah. Um, somehow the way they wrote Hun or in the IDW books not only adds character to the Hun character, but he also fleshes out the Casey character in a way that Casey's never been fleshed out before. Yeah. And uh, dude, when I, when I first read, you know, this, this run and then that huge reveal, I'm like, say what? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think the only Casey story that comes close to to to, to really being fleshed out like this is City at War. Yeah, you know, because he goes and he he gets married and then has the the adopts the child and the, his wife dies and it, it's yeah like sure but having like a power struggle with your dad because he's the leader of a gang like yeah this is this is a big deal. Yeah. So so sadly. Uh, we have to move on to, in my opinion, the worst of the Huns, uh, and that is the Hun that was in the 2012 cartoon. Hmm. Do, do, uh, p- please tell me you recall this Hun. Oh, I do. I do. Uh, he's he's clearly modeled after Bruce Lee, uh, mm-hmm. which I love Bruce Lee. Um, any martial arts fan worth their weight uh, has watched Bruce Lee movies, enjoys the guy. But I, I'm going to say I just did not enjoy this take um, because, you know, him being a bad guy. I was like, eh, you know. <laughs> well, Han's now, a bad guy, Jeff. <laughs> well, I mean, I know, but like making him look like Bruce Lee, though. Like I that you know you could have done something different. Now Eric Bauza did a fantastic job uh, voicing the character, um, but like he just kind of felt like he was just added on because. I I have a very similar opinion on that. It's kind of the opposite though. Like I don't think the character was added on because I think the name was. Because mm-hmm. this character could have stood on his own as a Bruce Lee knockoff with some other name. Yeah. And it would have been perfectly fine, but trying to pass this guy off as Hun just does not fit the, the MO of the character at all. Yeah. Like he's a purple dragon. Sure. Okay. But he shows up in what, like three episodes. Like he's not in enough of the series for him to be that big of a deal. Yeah. There was not really any character development or anything like that. You know, um, there's like no connection to any of the characters really, you know, 
Yeah. So it. And we love the 2K12 series, but this this moment just kind of fell flat um, for for me. Yeah. Now, let me throw this wrinkle in there. So, the name and the word Hun, or the word Hun, refers to, like, a group of nomadic people in Asia, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I looked that up just, just to make sure we're, we're, you know, I was coming at this from the right direction. So, it, it, an argument could be made that the original Hun being a white dude was uh, evidence of quote-unquote whitewashing. Giving giving a white, or an Asian character a white actor, or a, 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 a white character an Asian name. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that really stands up, considering he's a brand new character that's not based on anything. Right. He just has an unfortunate name. <laughs> That's probably entirely the case. Yeah. Um, and with that in mind, it's possible that the 2012 series creators, because this was, he didn't debut till at least, what, season three? Something like that? Um, yeah, see, yeah, late in season three. Mm-hmm. Or middle of season three. And uh, it, it's very possible that the creators and or writers of the 2012 series, they were like, well... He's named Asian. He should be an Asian guy. That looks like Bruce Lee. Well, (laughs) and then they just said, well, he could be Bruce Lee or whatever, you know. Yeah. But or maybe they created this Bruce Lee looking character and they said, well, he's Asian and we haven't used the name Hun. Right. Let's slap these two things together. I, I just don't feel like. When they were building the character, they thought, we're going to make the Hun of 2012. Because that's not what they did. They made an Asian character who looks like Bruce Lee and named him Hun. Yeah. Now, would there be details and information in the art book? In the art book? That's a fantastic question. And if you want to read up read read up on it and find out, I, I don't know. Um Oh, I was like legit asking you like right now to go look, but if you don't want to look, that's fine. It's, it's deep in the shelf that I don't even know if I can get to right now. Easter egg hunt for the listeners. You guys, you yeah. guys got go uh, go find out and let us know. Yeah. Um, Interactive shellheads episode. <laughs> yeah, I, I I guess there's nothing wrong with this character except his name. I was literally going to throw in, like, uh, uh, read which direction Sergio will go next. <laughs> will he eat pie or cookies? <laughs> or combine them into a cookie pie? It's not a choose-your-own-adventure podcast. Hey, could be. Uh, so, I, do you have anything else to say about this version before we move on to the bonus hunt? Which is arguably the most interesting. I'm, I really don't have anything else to say. Um, I just really wish that, like, my thoughts on it, like, in general, like, he could have been so much more, like, he could have been, like, the dude, you know, this dude in Japan that was just, like, you know, the guy. Mm -hmm. And nobody, nobody in New York was cutting it. 
And it, it could have been a big deal, a big story arc. And it could have been a huge rival for the Turtles. Yeah. Um, you know, and that would have been so nice to have seen um, with more uh, and, and changing it up a little bit, you know, because he could still be, you know, purple dragon guy in Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, or he or he could be someone from the Foot Clan sent over here to take over. Yeah. The purple dragons because they wanted to have, you know say over what the purple dragons were doing but ultimately hun is not bruce lee correct make him asian that's fine but he still needs to be a bruiser he needs to be huge yeah not some skinny guy with muscles yeah it's 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 off-putting just it let's move on let's move on okay uh so the the bonus hun and I, I'm pretty sure you don't know anything about this guy, um, which we'll get to him eventually. It's going to take a while, but we'll get to him eventually. But in in two, 2003, when Hun was created for the 2K3 show, Peter Laird, of course, was very involved in the process of making that show. At the time, of course, this is a phase two show, so it was during that period where he was the sole owner of the Ninja Turtles. When Four Kids created, or Funimation, or whoever the name of that company was at the time, uh, made Hun, he was not a huge fan. Mm-hmm. Peter was like, eh, I guess we need him, but whatever. Uh, by the time they got some seasons in, his mind changed. And he was like, you know what, I kind of dig this Hun guy. Like, you're right, we needed this character, I like him. And he hinted, hmm, maybe there's a way to fit him into Mirage continuity. Well, years later, in 2008, so at this point, it was what, five years into the 2K3 series? Yeah. uh, Tristan Jones uh, confirmed that he was going to make Hun, uh, like Hun stories in the Tales of the TMNT line. Hmm. And as you know, the Tales Volume 2 is a real melting pot or not necessarily a melting pot, but it's, it's, it's kind of a confetti pot of stories that take place throughout the turtles history. Some of them are before issue one. Some of them are during the city at war run. Some of them are during their time in Northampton, but Hun, or as he's named in the Mirage continuity, Hunter Mason appeared in three books, Tales 56, Tales 59, and Tales 64. And the story that they tell in those three books is fascinating because they, Tristan Jones finds a way to shoehorn Hun into the turtles that we know, like the, the Mirage Turtles storyline in a way that we have never seen before. I'm very intrigued. Yeah, I'm not going to go into the details, of, you know, on this turtle, this turtlepedia page, because I, I don't want to ruin <laughs> future shellheads content. But bonus hun or Hunter Mason, it, it, it's fascinating. I remember reading these and it was so exciting at the time. And remember, this was 2008. So 2K3 was coming to an end in 
09. Like that that's when Peter sale, sells the whole franchise. So Hun literally got squeezed into the Mirage continuity at the very last second. Wow. Yeah. Um, and, and I think I might have mentioned this last issue or last episode. It's like Tristan Jones. He had big ideas as to what he was going to do with Hun's character should the Mirage team let him continue to write and his his work was so good, I'm pretty sure they would have just let him do whatever when it comes to building out the Hun character. Mm-hmm. But that never happened. It, it's it, it's his his ideas are kind of seen as a as a missed opportunity or a mi- or a lost story in in Turtles history, which kind of sucks. But we do have three issues where we get to see what his work was and could have been. Well, at least we have that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and it also creates seeds for future versions of Hun, because the version in Mirage is distinctly different from the other versions. Mm-hmm. So, it, you know, if someone's writing a comic 10 years from now, they could pull from this and that be the version of Hun that we, you know, have in that series you know like like let me throw this out here hun could show up in the last ronin oh you know there's nothing stopping the last ronin writers from pulling hun over mm-hmm. so maybe it would be influenced by this one i, I don't know it, like the the hun like hun is a relatively new character in the the grand scheme of turtles lore and there has not been enough versions of him to really say here is here is the definitive version of the character we have a couple that are really really solid and create some guidelines but there's a lot to work with there a lot of meat on the bone jeff yeah both (laughs) figuratively and literally because he's a beefy baby yeah Uh, so it, it i'm really excited for someone else to use him you know, he kind of falls in the same bucket as Bishop. Oh, I you know, a, a character that's really exciting that we have not gotten enough of. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's Hun, man. Yeah. Um, any final thoughts on the character, just as a whole? You know, I love the big guy. You know, he's just. Oh, he's annoying to fight in the video games. <laughs> As he should be. Yeah. Um, you know, just like, you know, my, my favorite one's going to be the the IDW. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think that's going to remain that until we get something more definitive. Yeah. Like. Okay. Go ahead. You know, go back and watch his 2K3 episodes, folks, especially that that Leonardo one. Um, that's such an intense episode. <laughs> um, yeah, we didn't even mention what happens to Hun in Same As It Never Was. Oh, that's so messed up. <laughs> I'm going to let you all wait and find out. Oh, no, no, we've already covered that. Yeah. Yeah, doesn't yeah he 
like Baxter Stockman installs himself on his shoulder and hunts in a wheelchair, basically a zombie. It's so, so nuts. <laughs> it's nuts. It really is. Um, yeah, yeah. Like, I, 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 I can't wait to see how they sneak him into other stuff, you know? Like, what if Casey Jones is in this new movie and Hun is his dad? I kind of doubt that, but we'll see. Look, everything's on the table. There's so many characters and so many stories they can tell with these characters that Hun could show up anywhere and I wouldn't be surprised. Bishop could show up anywhere and I wouldn't be surprised. Renette could show up anywhere. I wouldn't be surprised. Like it's the there's so much to work with. I just yeah, I mean, I want to see stuff that I've not seen before, like especially like in movies. Like, you know, space travel. Time travel. Well, we saw that in one movie. But you know what I mean. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want it to go places. Let the <sighs> work on IDW stuff help you people. <laughs> yeah. I am open to be a consultant on a Turtles property. My, my DMs are open, is what I'm saying. That's what they need. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think, like, Warner Brothers and DC are going that route. Like they're like going to get maybe some of the animated people involved with stuff. And I'm like, do it. Nobody knows that stuff better. Are you saying that uh, nobody knows it better than I do? Huh? Huh? Uh, uh, well, huh? Huh? Uh, That's, it's, it's a joke. I'm sure they, but I haven't written a single Turtlepedia article. So obviously someone knows more than me. It's, it's but, the time since, you know, other stuff is, no, I'm not going to say that. Um, but look, I, ca- I can't speak. I can't speak for the Turtlepedia editor's uh, DMs, but I know my DMs are open. So, Yeah. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> okay, I'm going to stop shooting my shot, and we're going to l- wrap this up. Um, I'm just saying his DMs are always open. Yeah, yeah. Always. Wide open. <laughs> Speaking of, hop into Shellhead's DMs over on Instagram. Uh, stuff in there. Yeah, in in, in Facebook as well. Um, <laughs> ne- next time around, uh, Jeff, you're going to be very excited to hear this. We are going to cover the first. We're going to start off the year. Start off 2023. With a surprise, because with- we're not going to tell you what it's going to be. You're going to have to just stay in suspense for the next, you know, chunk yeah, no, I'm I'm gonna t- I'm gonna tell them. I'm gonna tell oh, you. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna tell them. I'm gonna tell them. I always tell them. It's fine. It's fine. The first, uh, it's it's the you first the, the first six issues of the Batman TMNT crossover. Oh, hey now. Yeah, there's there have been a total of I believe 18 issues over three different crossovers. We're gonna cover the first crossover, which is the first six issues. Well, I am excited now. I told you <laughs> it, this thing has been has been pushed down my schedule for like six months now. Yeah. We need to do it. It's it's time, Jeff. It's time. It's also time for a sequel to that animated movie, Sergio. Well, it's way past time. Look, maybe that's a 2023 thing. I don't know. Get on it, Warner Brothers. Uh, it, the thing is, is, if it's happening, they're already working on it. Do it now. 
If, if it's not happening, then they'll never start working on it. But if, they're, if it's happening, they're already doing it. It's literally one of the best Turtles things ever. Ever? Ever. Oh, wow. That that sounds like an episode. Just just name it. Best Turtles things ever. A ranking. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jeff, we we have we have uh, overstayed our welcome on the Hun episode. Um, I want to wish you a happy new year. And uh, where can you be found in the new year? Well, happy new year to you, too, uh, as well, Sergio. And uh, everyone can find me at the Warp Zone Arcade, uh, Brandon, Mississippi's premier arcade, where we uh, specialize in uh, retro games, modern games. Uh, we clean and restore uh, cartridge-based games and cartridge-based systems. Uh, we also do Smash Brothers tournaments uh, weekly. Uh, we've got a huge invitational coming up i believe at the end of january uh towards the end we'll have i'll have more details there um as we get closer uh for anybody who wants to come out and compete oh no wait i take that back all the spots are filled um <laughs> you should I'll, I'll have listings on where they could watch the tournament because uh, they're going to stream it um but uh it, we, we're always doing you know having new games, import games, all kinds of cool stuff you know, for people to come out and uh, check out. Um, so if you're not following us on our social media platforms, uh, we're on Facebook, just the Warp Zone Arcade, uh, um, and also on Instagram. Um, so if you're not following us, please do. Um, and where can we find you, Sergio? You can find me on the Shellheads social platforms. Uh they are Shellheads Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. You can also find me on my personal streams, not streams, my personal platforms, and that is uh, Lugo, L-I-U-G-E-A-U-X, G-E-A-U-X, yeah, uh, L-I-U-G-E-A-U-X, and that's on all platforms. Name the platform, I'm probably on it under that name. Um, Look for the Italian guy. I'm not Italian. Jeez. He, he argues too much, folks. Like I'm not. I'm not Italian. My screen name looks French, and I'm actually Spanish. So, do the math. It doesn't matter. Uh, Happy New Year, everyone. Uh, I'm Sergio. I'm Jeff. And we're Shellheads. miss an episode of the Shellheads podcast, visit realitybreach.com or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or anywhere you get your podcasts.